0: You're listening to the Lessons in Real Estate Show, sponsored by Mission First Capital, bringing real estate investment deals for active duty and veteran investors. Your host, Anthony Pinto, searched land, air, and sea to find military investors just like you investing in multifamily and commercial real estate, both active duty and veterans. Hear their stories, learn their lessons, and be inspired by the obstacles they have overcome on their path to financial freedom. Whether you are overseas or stationed at home, if you want to get started as a military real estate investor, this is the show for you. And now your host, Anthony Pinto. I'm so excited to have you guys here today on
1: the revamped new and improved version of the Lessons in Real Estate show. I wanted to refocus on my mission here in life uh, with this podcast, and that is to help teach and inspire 1 million military members and veterans to achieve financial freedom through real estate. And as a part of the March to a million campaign, my call is to show you the path to freedom of time and money, whether you intend to stay in for 20 years or get out next year. And so listen to the stories of fellow military members and investors just like you struggling, overcoming and achieving success in multifamily real estate. And even some of them doing it while active duty, and really dig into their lessons learned, as well as their failures on their path to success. Uh, but you came here for the show, so let's get to it. What's going on, guys? And welcome to a, another LNT, or Learn and Teach, and. I'm going to tell you about something i learned this week and teach you something in return. And over the past couple of weeks, uh, we've been talking about, about habits I've been reading this book called The Atomic Habits by James Clear. And uh, it's a super awesome book and I've just been devouring it. And, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, are kind of common sense in this book. But one of the things that is not so common sense is more of a science is the science behind dopamine and how we actually, you know, what, what, is a process that goes into that, and how does you know, dopamine and the release of dopamine or the you know drop in dopamine uh, causes to do different things, and um, you know it's kind of a couple of interesting things that came from that, and there was a study that was done uh, where some scientists put electrodes into. Uh, rats' brains and basically stopped, were able to stop the release of dopamine, like any dopamine at all. And it was interesting that the rats were like literally motivated to do nothing, like even lost the will to live. They didn't drink, they didn't eat, you know, they didn't have sex, they didn't uh, really do anything. And they eventually... died from that lack of dopamine and it's really interesting because we think about dopamine as uh you know in terms of the good things that it can do having that dopamine spike yeah like a lot of motivation a lot of drive a lot of um you know um affirmative action to to get you to a goal and the reward from that dopamine you know spike uh runner's high is a great example of, of something like that uh, but we don't ever think necessarily about what the lack of dopamine can do. And I think the lack of dopamine is, you know, uh, in terms of science can be like, yes, it is obviously a detrimental effect to an individual. But on the other hand, it's also thinking about the fact that you uh, know, from a habit forming point of view, what does having a lack of motivation do to us? What does having a lack of drive do to us? Have a lack of goals that ultimately just, you know, we kind of just trudge through life until we eventually die um so the second part about dopamine that i thought was really interesting is that we also often think about it associated with uh, some sort of pleasure so um you know it's often associated with the reward that we get but science has actually proven and scientists have done experiments on this that it's not actually the reward that gives us a dopamine spike it is the anticipation of that award uh or that reward or that action that actually gives us a dopamine spike and um you know the first time that we do something um you know let's say that it's skydiving for example uh, you may and we'll just say that you've had no experience with dive uh, with skydiving at all you haven't heard anybody talk about it you've never done it before uh, when you do it for the first time and you enjoy it you get that dopamine spike from the reward of doing it from the and from the um the act of falling through the sky and or plummeting through the sky however you want to think about it not a big fan of our thought of skydiving but For some people, that's a it's a huge spike in dopamine for them to do that for the first time, the reward. And then from then on, it's the thought of thinking about going to skydive or the anticipation right before they're about to jump out out of the uh, the plane that actually causes that dopamine spike. And it's not actually the reward itself. or not, it is not as large of a dopamine spike as the reward itself. And I thought that was just really interesting that it's actually the anticipation of the particular reward that gets us, uh, that dopamine spike, or gets us motivated rather than the reward itself, you know, and, and I think it's that desire that really drives our motivation, the desire that really drives uh, home uh, our habits. And so, you know, I think the fact that if you tie that together with uh, the fact that a craving leads to a response, well, now you can control the craving by controlling the cues, and you can control what dopamine spikes you are going to have by controlling the craving. So, for example, if you really enjoy playing video games and that's a huge dopamine spike for you as in anticipation of that, well, maybe you can stack that with a bad or with a, a good habit that you want to have, like working out. Uh, so, for example, maybe you can uh, you know um, play video games while you're Uh, on the stationary bike, where you can watch Netflix while you are doing, uh, you know, an ab workout, or you can uh, listen to a podcast or listen to music if you really enjoy that while you go to workout or while you bust through some uh, emails, uh, overdue emails. And so I think just understanding where that craving and that cue comes from and tying it with a behavior that you want to curb or a good behavior that you want to start, I think is, is really awesome way to anticipate our, um, eventually get to that to the point where uh, you anticipate the reward coming or anticipate that dopamine spike coming for something that you might not necessarily enjoy uh, if you tie those two things together so that's what I learned about this week and I thought it was really interesting kind of the science behind that and on the topic of habits um, and you know how to be more efficient uh, I want to talk, teach about um, about batching and uh, what I mean by batching is that you combine a number of, of similar activities together in a certain time period. So um, a lot of people do uh, you know emailing only from one o'clock to two o'clock, and they batch all of the email responses they have to do, different tasks that have to be uh, sent off through emails, responding to emails, sending out emails all within an hour period. Uh, there's guys who batch together having to, uh, you know, if you have a job that requires you to read a, read a lot of reports or read a lot of news, you do that from this time to this time. Um, same thing with uh, doing, if you make content, making all of your content at one time and batching it all together. I think that's uh, it's a proven productivity technique that um, increases your focus on a particular topic. It gets you in the mindset, gets you in the mood and gets you motivated to continue uh, you know, producing good content, but can to continue uh, being focused on um, on uh, responding emails instead of responding to an email here and then going to run to a meeting and then having to come back and respond to another email and you know it's it's uh, it's a proven fact that trying to constantly switch your attention um, ultimately lowers your total productivity. You know, We often talk about how uh, multitasking is a great way to get things done. Well, multitasking is also a great way to not get a lot of things done because our mind is not created to focus on multiple things at once. It's created to focus on one task and do it particularly well, and then move on to the next task. So these constant distractions that we have through checking your email or checking our our phones through social media or having to, you know, talk with this person or that person and constantly being distracted ultimately does lower our productivity and and you know that amount of time that it takes us to get back into the right mindset and get back into the task at hand and, and ends up increasing a lot, you end up wasting a lot of time just trying to get into the same thought process that you had before. With that task you're trying to do so that is my lnt for this week about uh, the science behind dopamine and about how to use batching to increase your productivity so with that i hope you guys have an awesome week and great start to 2021 and we'll catch you next week
0: thanks for listening if you are a military investor and found this episode of the lessons in real estate show packed with great information tell your friends and leave a five-star rating on your listening platform every comment is read and appreciated don't forget to check out our weekly episodes of pci teaches brought to you by pinto capital investments learn about basic and advanced topics in real estate investing catch updates on anthony's journey through learn and teach segments and listen to the tales of other military investors and real estate professionals every week we'll catch you next time on the lessons in real estate show